Sweet, sweet Jenny Sauce. And how are you today, my darling? super excited. We've got a special episode today. We have got a special episode. And not only have we got a special episode, we've also got a special guest. And her wonderful name is the wonderful Soraya Saraswati. Uh, Now, Soraya does all sorts of different things uh, in spiritual lessons of the chakras. Embodiment, emotional, emotional frequency, uh, yoga, music, mantra, meditation, connection, community, oh, everything. But what she also does is deals uh, very deeply with trauma. And she helps, she does lots of uh, one-on-one classes, different courses of how to, you know, if you've gone through something traumatic and that's the thing that we're going to discuss today, uh, what's traumatic for me might not be traumatic for someone else. Uh, so we're going to talk about all those sorts of things. But before we go any further, can we please give a round of applause for Miss Soraya? <laughs> Hello, welcome. Thank you so much, Sarah Cream and Sweet <laughs> Jenny Sauce. Jenny Sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny Sauce. <laughs> Love it. Hi. Always to laugh. Laugh is good. Laughing is good medicine. It certainly is. Well, and- we agree. That's why we like to do this uh, show. We like to have a bit of a laugh and delving a little bit deep here and there. Um, look, Soraya, thanks for taking your time out and joining us today. We're going to get straight. Well, before we do get straight into it, do you want to give us and our audience a little bit of background about yourself um, quickly, Just and then we're going to throw some questions your way? Okay. Um, well. I, gosh, where do you start? I I had a big shift, an internal shift when I was 19, when I had an experience in an Indigenous burial ground in the Northern Territory. Um, And I was working in the Northern Territory then as a dental therapist. And this was in 1980, a little while ago. And that shift led me to uh, give away all my possessions and go and live in a yoga ashram. And I, first of all, was just going to study uh, yoga and meditation. And I had a deep, deep heart yearning that just there was this hole in my heart that needed filling and it wasn't anything from outside. I knew it had to come from inside. And I went to live there for a month and, well, nine years later. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, can relate. And, And, you know, I just felt after that month of training, well, that's an introduction you know, yeah. I need to ground myself in in this. So 
yeah, the years went by and basically they were years of service and deeper study and meditation in yogic psychology and many other things. And uh, also studied naturopathy and natural medicine during that time as well. Then I came out and had a family. Um, And I guess the biggest trauma happened years later. My my first husband uh, died and then I lost my brother to suicide and a son to suicide. And when I... When my son passed, that was probably the lowest point in my life. I feel blessed that I had the skills that I had developed uh, mm. during my training. However, nothing prepares you to lose a teenage child. Oh, of any, yeah. um, and particularly, yeah. suicide. To, you know, suicide. And in a hospital where he was... Um, supposed to be being cared for so yeah that really took me on a whole new level of soul searching and and a deep understanding firsthand of suicide first my brother then my son and both um on what I found out was World Suicide Prevention Day which was just you know when things like that happen you've got to stand Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, mm. So I did some charity work with suicide prevention for some time, but saw that even people got stuck in that. Yeah. So I moved from that. Uh, and well, Just quickly, interesting that you say that. When you say people got stuck in that, um, and is it be- you mean they couldn't grow? They They were so, that was it. Their day-to-day was just trying to heal others that they forget about themselves sort of thing and it was just engrossed. They were very engrossed with that. It took over. It It's almost like when something so big happens in our life, rather than taking that as... Um, almost like for me now I look back and I think my son gave me the greatest gift in his dying I woke up totally oh my god Soraya but I've heard that before Soraya I've heard many people Mm -hmm. and I said to Sarah when we were preparing sometimes the people who have been through the biggest things are the most enlightened people you ever meet and there's I guess it's our how we respond to something like this, and and you know perhaps all my training prior to that had prepared me. Yeah. So mm. I feel blessed to have had all that preparation. And as I started to work with suicide prevention and some wonderful people who were doing wonderful work, but still they were stuck in their grief, and their whole mm. life became about excited on yeah 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 so that that trauma was was the expression of the rest of their lives now you know obviously that could be their dharma and i'm not and i'm not criticizing that but for me i chose no i want the healing of this to become the best yeah yeah and 
and then of course I wrote my book and and um, I have the book available of um, and I called it shining through from grief to gratitude because if we can you know someone has passed and now I have a deep understanding that we're not born we're not die we we're never born we never die the body is born the body dies mm. it's an aspect that is I that does not die mm. and. and that to me is a deep and profound truth which sets us free from the fear of death. Mm-hmm. Yes, correct. Yeah. Because everybody will die and everybody has been born. But the mm. I am is not. Yeah. Is not this body. And if we haven't identified wholly with ourselves as a body, then we have a deep sense of freedom to start with. Mm. And it's that thing that Eckhart Tolle says, um, you're more than just what happens to you. Like that isn't your identity. Yeah. Mm. So we can identify yes. with our story. We can identify mm. with our body. And, you know, we see this, don't we, all over Instagram, YouTube. You know, everyone's, especially our young generation now, it's all about body beautiful. It's how I look. Yeah. It's... um. It, it's it's showing up as your best self and then people compare themselves with others. Oh, my life sucks because look at her on Instagram. She always looks so <laughs> lovely and la, 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 la. Mm. But behind that, you know, when you oh. start working with some of these youth, they're crumbling, they're desperate. Yeah. And and in that desperate false persona to the identification, which is never going to set them free. Mm-hmm. No, um, and I guess that also that's where things like anger will come into it and the frustrations and then on it topples and, and away it goes. And the thing is emotion is simply energy in motion. Mm, and correct. Oh, yes. the more trauma that we've had in our lives, we can usually tell because we become more reactive to life. Mm-hmm. You know, our buttons are easily pushed yes. and then up comes that emotion which has been held down in the subconscious realm. So now I work a lot with TRE and embodiment to help people to actually, I'm not my body but I have a body and what I call the body is the barometer of the soul. Uh-huh. So mm. how comfortable is this space suit? How comfortable is this body? What is this body, this barometer of the I am, telling me? And developing the inner tuition or the intuition Mm -hmm. and starting to listen to what our body is telling us. Because I find also a lot of people's, you know, physical maladies will resolve once they release the energy that's been blocked in the blocked from flow. Yeah, for mm. sure. Um, my yes. uncle was a GP. I think I might have said this on the podcast once, and he said he once had a, and he's very scientific, very, you know, I, I don't know what he'd even think um, about this, but it, this is what he told me happened. He had a lady who had a huge lump on her neck and he couldn't work out what it was, a cyst. Anyway, she was in a bad relationship and she let it out with her husband finally and, you know, um, poured out all of her anger. 
and the lump went away. And I remember him saying that it really was. That lump was there because this anger had built up in her and when she finally released it, it went away. Wow. Very much to do with the throat chakra, that as well, and that's our ability to speak out and and, um, our ability to listen but also our ability to be heard. And obviously in that relationship she didn't feel heard. Once she finally was heard, perhaps that. And I hear stories like this all the time. It's so not uncommon. Yeah. So I guess basically, um, so for people who are listening out there, right, and they've got ailments, they've got this happening, and they're going to go, oh, maybe that's because of da-da-da. Is it – how do you um, know where to start to – you know, for yourself, right? How would you know where to start looking? Or you already know. I feel that's the answer, but we choose not to sort of want you to. You mean looking for trauma within, Sarah? Or well, trying to find, yeah, trying to find, you, you know, the reasons why you're feeling like that and what have you. Um, well, first of all, Unfortunately, for most people, we're running around being very good little human doings. Right, yes. Instead of human beings. So, you know, if we want to really feel and get in touch with what's happening here, to stop, to stop and to spend time being still, not filling every gap in our day with um, music, another podcast, I'll do this, I'll do this, that, I'll run from this to that, mm-hmm. and not leaving any spaces because it's within the spaces where we can breathe and actually what am I feeling, what's happening here, what's going on. Nice. But. Unfortunately, um, we're, we're, you know, we're often stuck on the mind train, you know, round and round the tracks. We have between um, 60 and 90,000 thoughts, an average person every day. 80% of those. That's so crazy, isn't it? It's, yeah, but 80% of those thoughts, this is even more crazy, are repetitive, the same thoughts. So then we can ask ourselves, well, what is the quality of my repetitive thoughts? Mm. Let me sit back as I and watch the mind train going round. What is the quality of the thought here? And what is the quality of the emotion that's being ignited by those thoughts? Mm. Then we can go deeper and say, well, if I believe that thought, which is often something like, I can't do that. Or I'm not good enough, or I'll never be good enough. Yeah, or I'm sick of being poor. Okay, mind goes. Okay, you're oh, sick. you just told yourself that you want to be sick, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that I'm poor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and and if I really believe that, how does that make me feel? Mm. You know, there's deep self-inquiry this is what it starts with but first we need to stop and initially that might be 
in the in the beginning stages that might be creating a time or a space in your day where you stop and that might be in the morning where you just do a, a zen walk and just observe notice but the, the I think ab- observe and absorb <laughs> yeah, as long as you don't absorb that negative those negative this is very true. just only in the beautiful trees and <laughs> All the, all the yeah, loneliness. that's right. Well, nature's such a great healer, you know. Mm. What, and, and, you know, we live in a paradise here when I've done a lot of, you know, global travelling and we've got the coast, we've got the rainforest, we've got beautiful parks and gardens. So lucky. Yeah, so lucky. You know, we're not threatened. No one's bombing our town. We, we, we have the luxury here to live the most amazing life, but we're still... 90% of people are still toot toot going round and round on that mind train. And you know, that monkey just, mind is so true. And I think though when you're going through some kind of trauma, that is when the negative and it, it becomes louder and louder and harder and harder to switch off, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. And that little critic, you know, the little inner critic that keeps pulling you down all the time. So that this is why to understand but then to realise I am not my thoughts either. We've established I am not my body. I have a body. It's an amazing body. It can send me lots of messages. It can walk me through life. It can dance me through life. But I'm also not my thoughts because I can witness my thoughts. I can observe my thoughts. So how can I be my thoughts? So becoming the silent seer, the silent witness, the observer without judgment, without expectation, this is a place of um, separating from body and thought. And mm. in that place where it's non-judgmental, um, then we are in a beautiful place for deep inquiry and the intuition will begin to flow. Yes. yes, yeah. That witness is very Eastern, isn't it? And you read a lot about it and where you're witnessing your emotion, you're not becoming the emotion. That's what you mean? Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. This is um, obviously my yogic training and yogic psychology is oh. amazing. You know, we yes. begin to, for instance, notice the three gunas, which are the three aspects of expression at, la- at at work in our life, and that is the the tamasic energy, which is the lazy. I couldn't be bothered. That's the sort of Australian <laughs> form of language. We all know that right. one. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's the rajasic energy, which is the dynamic do 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 rush rush rush, and it and it's a great energy when it's harnessed. Or it can turn into anxiety if it's not harnessed. Yeah. Mm. And it's a step up on the lazy tamasic energy. But finally, we're all aiming towards sattva. And sattva is purity, purity, it's it's balance, it's harmony. So we are harmonizing our energy, expressing it in um in a in a beautiful, balanced way where it's not too rajasic, too dynamic, too rush, 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 do, do. Mm. It's not tamasic. It's so nice, like you said, it's that nice 50-50, it's nice balance. 
Uh, and I think it's funny. I, I feel like I'm kind of quite, I've, I've always been like that. You know, I've always, I've never been able to just do a nine to five job. It just doesn't sit, it just doesn't sit well with my anything. You know, I like to, I, I'm happy to work. I've always been a worker, you know, but I can't do that nine to five gig. It just, it just doesn't flow with me. <laughs> <laughs> it just, it just like, no, you, and I always have like a few different jobs on the go, you know, and uh, yeah, it's, it's funny. Um, look, sorry, we're going to jump into that, that, a couple of quick questions. Um, I'm for, I would love just for you to keep talking, but uh, I think we might have to do a take two with this one. But Yeah, um, I'd love another chat. Absolutely. Um, it was funny because I think you've already given us a few tips and tricks, uh, you know, with what the world's going through at the moment. I was going to suggest, you know, have you got any? Have you got any? And I think that's the most perfect thing that you could suggest was literally sitting down, taking that time to yourself and uh, I also call it like a body scan, same thing uh, with what you were saying and, and you know, the, do the mind scan and just taking those few little minutes out to uh, to yourself is very important. Without all the distractions, the phones, the, the phone. Turn your phone off and <laughs> that's another. Turn your yeah. phone off. Yeah, so I get what you're saying, Sarah, and I usually initially with someone who is overcoming the effects of trauma is to develop um, a self-care program. And usually I help people to develop a self-care program. And in my Awakening Hearts mentorships, um, we spend quite a bit of time on developing that self-care program. Mm. And, and, and one of the tips there is at night, take up your phone, put it on aeroplane. Yes. I definitely do Unavailable. that. 100%. Yep, I definitely do And if you're do, going yeah. for a walk in the forest, leave it in the car or put it on aeroplane and have periods of time where you're unavailable. Mm. I think definitely. in the old days, you know, I remember before mobile phones when I was flatting and living away from home at a very young age, we used to have to go and line up at little red boxes mm. <laughs> to pay for it. <laughs> the good old days. And now it's just everything's so accessible, yeah. you know. That it's, push yeah. it's so and there, it's yeah, absolutely. yeah. So stepping back from that and that's that's a number one um definitely and taking time in nature even if it's simply a park if you live in the city i agree i agree under a tree put your bare feet on the earth Mm. grounding is really important as well 100 100 to mention tre trauma release exercises which were developed by Dr. David Baselli, and I'm a trained uh, to understanding our nervous system and the natural mammalian response to release trauma from our body. I'm just going to close that window. So 
With TRE, we uh, learn certain exercises to activate what is a neurogenic tremor. So it's like a tremor. And that releases held tension, which could have been held for years and years and years from the psoas muscle, which is a very, very important um, muscle associated with our uh, nervous system um, and other muscles in the body. And uh, working with balancing the nervous system, particularly the vagal nerve, there's a lot of um, understanding around the nervous system and how to release held tension from the muscles of the body. So I work on a self-care program with people, but also very much um, work with uh, this TRE and empowering people because once they learn it, they can do it themselves. Themselves, yes, yeah. To release yeah. the um, the imprints of that tension from the body, and that's part of the embodiment work that I do. And it's um, it's I've, I've watched hundreds of bodies now unwind, and after twenty twenty, it was a big part, and still is now a big part of my work. And yeah, people must feel so much lighter afterwards. I bet that they feel oh. great. It's amazing, and you know they're now using it with. Um, with army vets as well, people that have come back from Afghanistan and PTSD, uh, all sorts of trauma, and I'm and I'm using it both online and in person, and it's that together with a lot of the mindfulness work that I teach and some simple meditations and developing a self care program. That is a lot of the work I do. There's all sorts of things in there, but that those three major things um, can be absolutely life-changing. Wow. Is there um, any uh, particular trauma um, that you find people um, it's harder to deal with? Like do they have, is there any something that's a common trauma that you've mm-hmm. noticed? Trauma is trauma. trauma. And what's yeah. one person's trauma may not be another person. Correct. Someone might Correct. come back from war with PTSD. Someone else will come back fine. Three people was just car accident. One will be suffering, you know, nightmares, PTSD, etc. And two of them might be, and I'm talking about the physiology, the nervous system yeah. responds differently. Yeah. Mm, I was just going to say, you do meet, sorry, Sarah, but you do meet people who've been through massive things and they seem to have dealt with it. But then I wonder then, you know, sometimes a small thing will push someone over. And I wonder if it's because they've been strung for so long and then one little straw breaks the camel's back. Well, there's a difference, um, Jenny, between dealing and resolving the effect Effects of trauma in the body and suppressing it. Yeah, yeah. So what I have found very, very often, um, particularly when there's uh, been family trauma from a young age uh, and um, children were brought up feeling unwanted, unloved, uncared for and unsafe, that that residual from their childhood will affect 
the decision making and you'll very often it's still there and affecting the decision making that they're making even though they're not Mm -hmm. conscious they might think oh I'm not affected I had a rotten childhood but I'm okay it you know I feel I feel that uh we actually yeah all could probably do carry trauma with us and we do. I, I say yeah. that this work is for everybody. If yeah. you live on yes. planet yeah. Earth and you've been trying to fit in to a society that's sick, you have trauma. Yeah. Mm. Bloody oath. We're trying to yeah. bring up our children to fit into a society that is sick, that is aggressive, that's unloving, that's uncaring. When yeah. the nature... <laughs> Yeah, the Shallow, pure materialistic, yes. Very, very, yeah, yeah. Yet the pure nature of humanity is the, the qualities Love. we need to to um to attain our highest uh, potential, which is a state of love and peace, yes. Yes. Uh, nurturing, care, feeling safe, yes. feeling loved, feeling loved. Very true. Feeling um, validated, feeling heard. When you work, when you um, do your work with your clients, do you feel that you have you work close with spirit or, or at all, or is it a bit of both? Or Sarah, there's so many different ways of expressing what you've just asked me. Um, and a lot of people listening might go, well, what does that mean? What does working close to spirit mean? Yeah, true. You know, that's a, it's sort of like there's so many nuances now with the new age um, concepts. And that's one way of putting it. How I put it is, for me, Soraya gets out of the way and allows love to work through here. And when I know no. that something is pure and it's coming straight from love and intuition, then it's then it's true. Yeah. I'm very sad to say this. I think we're almost out of time. And, Soraya, I had about six questions and I don't think I've even asked We definitely them. had to do a take two. And I, I feel like I shouldn't even – you mentioned PTSD, but I was going to bring up addiction and ask for a connection between addiction and trauma. But um, if you could do that in about 30 seconds, I'm really sorry. Yeah, look, wherever there's addiction, there's generally trauma behind it because – whether that's an addiction to eating or to cigarette smoking or to sex or to um, violence, uh, whatever that addiction is, it's trying to fill a hole. Mm. It's trying to fill a space that doesn't feel W-H-O-L-E, whole. Yes, and they're trying to get relief from a pain that is there when they're not having whatever it is. Yeah, so yeah, escaping it, escaping it, yeah, escaping a pain. Yeah, so and of course, it it doesn't work, and then often a physiological addiction will come in as well. But again, you know, 
life comes in to offer us opportunities and very often when there's a crisis, whether that's, um, you know, being given a, 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 being told we have cancer, losing a loved one, um, you know, being finding ourselves in the middle of a war, finding ourselves in a divorce, finding ourselves in in some sort of chaotic situation, losing our house, you're losing our home, becoming bankrupt. Often, um, you know, life comes in with some disruptive thing which can then, you know, sort of slap us in the face and make us wake up and start to reassess our lives. I find that many people that come to me have just had one of these things happen in their life. Something has gone whack and it's been a tough one. And that has, yeah. Yes, I'm so sorry to wrap this up, but I would hate for it to just cut off. It would be tragic. Look, <laughs> yes. if, if anyone out there would like to know a little bit more, you can reach Soraya on sorayasaraswati.com. We'll, we, we will put that on our um, yes, up on our page anyway. But, Soraya, it has been an absolute pleasure, and we could sit here for another few episodes, I'm sure. Easily. But we could definitely <laughs> do a take two if you would uh, – be honoured to take that uh, opportunity. We would be honoured, rather, to uh, have you. It has been an absolute uh, treasure. And, yeah, wow, definitely opened up a few little things there that um, I was unaware of as well. Thank you so much. Just remember there's where there's life, there's hope. (laughs) Anything can change. Yes. Yes. 